Jerusalem. Okay? Yudzayin on the base, and it's a double dot, so it must be about 10, 12 lines from the bottom, Chosm in right Selectrus. No, from the bottom of the, of the Perak. Okay? Right. Now, to remind us what we said in the Mishnah was as follows. The question mark is whether a um, Chosm says Krishna on the night of his Chasna, and also the various not four nights afterwards. So we said like this in the mission. It says, Chosim writes Electros if he wants to. In other words, if he feels he can have enough kavana, he does. Even though he's Torah b'mitzvah, but he can sort of put that to a, to one side and concentrate on Shema. He can do it. That's what the uh, that's what the Tanakama says. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, Lakala writes a little as a shame little, meaning not everybody who wants to take the name of a tzaddik and a tamachochem can do it. In other words, an ordinary person shouldn't do it. Right? Because, he, you know, it's impossible to concentrate when you torrid b'mitzah. So that's the machlokas between the Tanakh, between Rabbonon and Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. Says the Gemara like this. Le Memra, that is to say, to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Chaish the Yura. Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel, who says you can't say the Chosen shouldn't say the Krishna, he's Choshish Leura, which means he's concerned that if the Chosen does it, it's like showing off. It's being arrogant, haughty. Because he's saying, listen, you may not be able to concentrate, I can concentrate. So he's showing off, so that's why he shouldn't do it. So Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel, obviously, is what you call Chaish Leura, is concerned about showing off. And the Rabbonin who say that you can say Krishna if you want to, they're not concerned that a person will be showing off. But in the Mishnah, in Pesachim, we see that they hold the reverse views. In other words, Reb Shimon Gamliel, who is Chayish Yura here, because he says you shouldn't say Shema, says the opposite there. He's not Chayish Yura. And there are Bonan who are Chashle Yura who says you shouldn't say the Shema. There in Ipsachim, you'll see in a minute what it is, are not Chashle Yura. Why? What's, what's the case? We learned in the, just now, we learned in the Mishnah Ipsachim. Mokum Shenagu Lassus Malocha Betishbav. In a town, in a place, where it's customary to do work on the Tishbav, I assume one should do. Do we do Minagamokum? I know this is like Bobby Vogel always used to say to me, Minagabad is when in Rome do as Rome does minigamokum so in other words when he's in, in, in Israel on, on, over Yontav one day here two days so I said, I said do you mean and that's even that's, that's nothing to do with having a house or living there for a number of years or anything like that minigamokum so I said are you telling me that you will eat chomets on the la- what we call the last day of Yontav here if you're there yes yes that's uh, that's the minigamokum of, minig- of Chabad in a place where you the minig is to do melacha on Tishabav, I assume one should do it if you're in a place where the minig is not to work on Tishabav, ain't I saying you shouldn't do it and in all places regardless of what the minig is if you're a Talmud Chochem, you should not work. So the Meiri explains why a Talmud Chochem should not work. Because a Talmud Chochem should feel the loss of the base of Migdash more than others. That's what the Meiri says. 
Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. So the Tanakama says, right, that it's minigamokam. If it's in a place where they work, you work. If it's in a place where you don't work, you don't work. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, I'm a kol adam a person should always make himself like a Tamil Chochem in other words the same way that we said a Tamil Chochem does not work so everybody shouldn't work so even the, what, what, the, what Rav Shimon Gamliel is saying is that even if you are in a Mokham in a place where the Minig is to work you should not work so Kashid Rabon and Rabonam Kashid Rabbi Gamliel Rav Shimon Gamliel why? The Rabbonon, it seems to be a stira. What do Rabbonon say here regarding Krishna? A chosin can say Krishna on the night of his wedding, and it's not, they're not chosish leyura. It does not seem, appear to be arrogant. What do the Rabbonon say where it comes to Mokum Shanogolasas Malocha? In a place where you do work, you should work. Because if you don't work, it looks like it's, it, you know, you're, it's as if you're being arrogant. So there's a stereo between Rabbon and Rabbonon. Here the Rabbonon are not Chosh Leura. There, when it comes to Tishabah, they're Chosh Leura. They say, if it's a Mokum where people work, you should work. And as far as Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel is concerned, he says, you can't say Krishma, unless you're a Tamil Chochem and Sadiq, etc. You can't say Krishma on the night of wedding. Laikala writes a little as Hashem Yetl, meaning he's Chosh Leura because as if he's showing off. Whereas when it comes to Mokum Shanogu Lassus Malocha, even in a place where you do Malocha, he said you don't have to do work. So he's not Chashish Leura. So you can see that the Rabbon and Rabbi Shimon and Gamliel have different shitters regarding the Chosm Possum of Kriyashima and regarding the Mokum Shanogu Lassus Malocha on Tishabab. And Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan gives the easy answer. Mokalev is a shitter, swap it round. And the Mephoshim discuss where. Which is the one that you need to swap round? Is it the uh, is it the Tishabav din or is it the what name? And Tosis says, "Yontov." of us says, "Think it's uh, it's here." It's uh, no, it, it, yeah, I think it, it's here. But in any case, the point is like this: Mukhalefas Hashita. You just swap it round so it all fits in very well. The same way that Rabbonon are not choshish leyura by Kriyshma, so they won't be choshish also by Mokum Shenagu uh, to do Malacha and Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. Who is Chosh Liyura? Also be Chosh Liyura there because he'll say that you should work. Okay, that fits. What Mukhalev is a shitter? Yeah, but you find it throughout the whole of Shas. But you always find two answers. One is Mukhalev is a shitter, and then the next answer is Lailam Lailtachlev. You can't change it, and you've got to give a reason why the Rabbonans say one thing in one place and one thing in another place. Eh, listen, it's in B'kola Shas Kula, you always find that M'chalef Hashita. Just uh, change it around. It could be, it could be, because rem- remember, the printers could have got it wrong or it could have been put down. Ah. The, 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 the person ah, who heard who heard the Gomorrah was put down by Ravina and Ravashi, they, 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 you know, it was told to them in the wrong way. Ah. It, that could ah. be, that could ah, be. Ah. They knew it was the Machlokas uh, Rabbonon and Rav Shimon Gamliel, but they put the wrong one down. Okay, fine. Any case, so, so Mukhalev Zashita. Rav Shisha Braid Rav Idi Omala Ilam Latachlef. No, you can't, you can't swap it round. But now he's explaining why it's no Kasha in Rabbonon and it's no Kasha in Rav Shimon Gamliel. Because it all depends which angle you're coming from. The Rabbonon and the Rabbonon like Kasha. Rabbonon and Rabbonon is not a Kasha. Let's remind ourselves what was the Kasha of Rabbonon and Rabbonon. That here the Rabbonon says, Bachos and Kasei Kriyashim on the night of the wedding and we're not Kosh's Leura to showing off. 
Whereas Mokhem Shanogu Lassus Malacha, he says they should do work. If they don't do work, it is Chayshish Liura. So in one place he's not Chayshish Liura, in, 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 in another place he is. So he says, Rabbana Rabbana like Kasha, like this. Kriyashima, Kevin Dukula Alma Kokoroi, with regard to a Chosen saying Shema, since everybody else is saying Shema, the Iunami Kore, and he's also saying Kriyashima, Lo Maxa He doesn't stand out. That's the point. Do you stick out? It's not like there's a whole load of chasson in there. Every, the ordinary people there, they're saying Krishna in any case. So you say Krishna as well, you're not going to stick out. No one's going to notice, oh, wait a minute, this is a chasson saying Krishna. And therefore, that's what Chachom said, said, he can say Krishna. Chasson there, with regards to Tishabah, Kim the Kula Alma of the Melocha, since everyone is working hard, the like others, and he is not working, Mexico Europe, because he sticks out there as well. Everybody's working, and he's not working, so he sticks out. So in both cases, what we're saying is again that by it all depends whether you stick out or not. By Krishna, since everybody else is saying Krishna, you're just going along with what everybody else is doing. You don't stick out, so it's okay. The Rabbans say it's okay, Krishna. Whereas in a place where you sh- where everybody is working and you're not working, you will stick out. Therefore, you should work. Rishim ben Gamliel, Rishim ben Gamliel, Lamino Kashi is also not a Kashi. Why? Hocha here regarding Krishna, but come on, Natalia Milsa. The whole thing, the whole reading of Shema is dependent on whether you can have Kavon or not. But Anan Sadhu And we know, we all know, that it's impossible on the night of Yachasna, no human person, unless he's, you know, a tremendous Madrega, nobody can concentrate because they're Torah mitzvah. Therefore, says Rabbi Shemun, says that if he does say, say Kriya Shema, he gives the appearance of Mexico you're showing off. Abul Hassan, but there in the case of Tisha B'av, what are we worried about? We're talking about a Mokum Shenobu Lassus Malacha. He will, everyone's working and he's not working, so he sticks out. Now, Horaya Aimer, somebody who sees him not working, they won't say that he's he ah oh, he makes himself frumer than all of us. We hear the men and Gamalkam is on Tishabab is to work, but he's so from he thinks he won't work. They won't say that. What are they gonna say? Malach all day low. You know why he's not working? He hasn't got work to do. He's redundant, he hasn't got any work. Put Khazi Kama Batlana Ikabashuka. Go and see how many layabouts there are walking around the streets in the middle of the day. So he will just be one of them. He's not going to stick out. People are not going to assume the reason why he's not working is because he's so from because of Tisha B'Av. It's just because he hasn't got any work. So it all depends the way you look at it. So in other words, when it comes to the Rabbonon, we said the Nakud that you look at is do you stick out? When it comes to Krishna, you don't stick out because everybody else is saying Krishna. So therefore it's no problem joining in. When it comes to working, you will stick out because everybody else is working and you're not working, so you'll stick out. So it's no good. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says it depends on what people say. When it comes to a Hosn saying Kriya Shema, people will say, listen, it's impossible. Why is he saying Shema? We know it's impossible to concentrate. And therefore, it's Masakura. As far as work is concerned, what will people say? People won't say he's doing it because he's so fun. They will say he's doing it because he hasn't got any work. So that answers the steerer between Rebbe Rabon and Rabonon and Shimon Gamliel, Rebbe Shimon Gamliel. Hadun Allah Hayakara. That's the end of Hayakara.
everybody can see he's working or not working. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the Chosen is the most important person sitting. You see, it all depends how you look at it. It's true. On the one hand, you can say everybody's sitting down, they're end of the Chosen, and they're all sort of ready to go home, sort of thing. And then, incidentally, if you go to America, if you go to a Chosen in America, which I shall be going to shortly, by the time it comes to, uh, 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 what do you call it? The Shlach. Nobody's there. Not Shlach. Come to Shlach. There's no one there. Come and join us. Come and join us. There, there's, there's nobody there in any case, so no one's, no one really going to see him in any case. But the other person says, "Look, hang on a minute. He's the most important person. So all eyes for that night, at least, Chosen Daimela Melach. He's the Melach. All eyes are on him. You know, like, like all yesterday. Or, you know, you saw two people went to Stutthof concentration camp with the uh, with the uh, the royal family. Yeah, Manfred Goldberg. Yeah, can I Manfred. What?" Somebody uh, called Sifa. Yeah, no, it wasn't that Sifa who spoke. No, no, it wasn't him. He's Shipper. He's Sifa. Yeah, but I just wanted to pick up the name wrong. I wonder. No, it wasn't because I saw his face and it wasn't, it was not him. In the dust. Manfred Goldberg is 87 years old. He looks very dapper, doesn't he? I asked him, he spoke once, and then I asked him to speak a second time. He said, I can't because I can't sleep a week before and a week after. I suppose if the royal family asked him, that's already a bit different. He said he wasn't sure about going. Yeah, I know. It was the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's in this week's Pasha. But you said the Kiyim, Mashem, and Yisrael. Zot the Mishnah. Now, the Mishnah carries on says as follows. Misha makes the Mutla Fonov. Somebody who, Laileinu, has a Nifta lying in front of him and requiring Kavura. He's potter from everything, says Rashi, because he's busy worrying about the Kavura, to get organized the Kavura. So why do we mention this Mishnah? Since we mentioned that Chosen is potter, we're just starting the Mishnah on Yud Zayn Omad Base. So, since we discussed about Chosen is Potter me Kriya Shema, if we find another case of where a person is Potter me Kriya Shema, namely Misha Mesai Musul Lafonov. Now it's interesting that in, on Yud Dalad Ahmed base we also had um, the same that somebody is dealing with a chuch, they said, you know, do you remember when you carve out a hole in the wall, they also said, potter mekriya shema min tfilim min tfilim mekol mitzvah amores batayra. And Tysus asked the kasha there, and he said, is kriya shema not part of kol mitzvah amores batayra? Why do we have to mention kriya shema separately? Just say, potter mekol mitzvah amores batayra, kriya shema is included. Why is kriya shema mentioned separately? And Tysus answers there, because I might have thought the other things you might have time to do. Whereas Kriya Shema is a, a, a mitzvah which is specific to time. You know, you have, you have a Sav Shema Kriya Shema. Therefore, I might have thought you're not possible from that. Komash and therefore you are. So I was wondering, what about Tfilin? Why doesn't Tosas ask the same question about Tfilin? Why is Tfilin mentioned here? It's also part of Kala Mitzvah Zamoraz Batayim. But then I saw a couple of lines further, further on. We said, Remember we had that Gomorrah? Because you're saying a Shatam and you haven't got it on. It's made Adus Shreka. So in other words, a Shema without a Tfilin is not a Shema. 
So therefore, tefillin is included in the Shema. Perhaps one can say that. And therefore, that's why Torah says only answer regarding Kriya Shema. Why is Kriya Shema not included in the Kormitz or some words? But it didn't ask tefillin. Mm. Because a Shema and tefillin go together. Because a Shema without tefillin is Meir Dei Dostrekha. So why is Shema separate? Could you explain it again, please? That what? Why Shema... Why does it make because sense? because since Shema you've got a specific time to finish it by yes. you've got Sifes among Kriya Shema therefore I might have thought even if somebody is busy with a mitzvah he should not be Potter in, and he, he would have to say Shema therefore the, the Mishnah tells us no, even Shema which has got a specific time if you're involved with a mitzvah you can forget about Shema yes. even, though, even though by bus- being busying yourself with a mitzvah you will have lost the time you know the Shema won't be said in its right time but why do you think otherwise because what would be the reason to say that uh, if you're busy in the mitzvah of uh, say the funeral yes yeah why would you think that you'd be because you might say that Kriya Shema which is a derisa din an important uh, derisa din yes. if the time is coming to it you should stop for a second say Shema and then just carry on so therefore I said no you don't have to do it you're even even something like Kriya Shema because remember Tefillah is only the Rabbonon. Shmeser is only the Rabbonon. But Kriya Shema is the Raisa. So you might think because it's an important mitzvah the Raisa, which has got a time limit to it as well, you would have to stop. Kamashwalan, therefore, the, the Mishnah tells us, or before as well, that you don't have to. Right. Now we have as follows. Nasa Amito. People who carry the coffin. V'chilufayim. V'chilufay chilufayim. And those who will replace them. And those who will replace the replacements. So now, in the olden days, obviously they didn't have cars. I presume they did have horses and carts or something like that. But it could be, according to Rashi, it says everyone stood there. They wanted to be to give covered to the mace, and therefore they carried it all the way from wherever it was that the nifter was till the basic forest, which could have been quite a way. And um, the point is. Not every, you know, one person or a few people, same people couldn't carry it all the way. So therefore, there were other people around them who, when they were tired, they would take over. And similarly, when the second lot of people were tired, the third lot of people would take over. So that's chilufayim v'chilufay chilufayim. So what we say is like this: nazi mitzvah v'chilufayim v'chilufay chilufayim. It's like this: you've got two two types of people, two categories: es shilifnei mitzvah v'es shilacha mitzvah. You've got those who are in front of the coffin, whose turn hasn't yet come, explains Rashi. And they're in front, in other words, they're waiting in front of the coffin. They're in front of the coffin. And when the coffin gets to them, they will take over. That's considered the people in front. And they are those who are behind, right, who've already had a turn. Is that suggesting that they're not actually walking with but just passing it. Mm. Oh, we'll see. Oh, the yes. Gemara, yes. the Gemara will discuss all that. Yeah, yeah, we'll come to that. The side of the we'll come to that. Yeah, yeah. But at the moment, we're talking about Eshelifnei Mitter of Eshelacha Mitter. The ones in front of the Mitter who have not yet had a turn to carry it and the ones behind who have already carried it. And that, now it's as follows. Eshelifnei Hamitter, those who are in front, Sayrach Bahem, who are needed to carry it because as you say quite right, there might be people in the front who don't want to carry it? Perhaps they're not strong enough. So they might sell them in front. So, so what the Mishnah is saying: Ashilifnei Hamita Tsirach Bahem. Only those that are needed to carry it, Paturim their potter from Kriyat They're carrying. They're not just following. They're carrying them. They're carrying it. Yeah, they're carrying it. 
No, but he's saying, Esarach for him, the ones who are in front, who are not carrying, and they haven't said Shema, they've got to say Shema, because they're not needed to carry. However, those that are in front, and are waiting for the coffin to come to them, and they will then take over and carry it, because they are Torah B'mitzvah, in other words, they're, they're sort of concentrating as to when the coffin will come to them, and when they have to take it, they're part of them Kriya Shema. Now, V'es Shala'acha Meta, now this is interesting, and this is a Chiddush, and Rashi says those behind the coffin in other words those Rashi says those that have already carried it those who are needed even those who are needed so what that means is as follows the ones that are behind they've already had to go but they might still be needed again it could be the second or even the third lot of people can't carry it anymore so even the people who are behind the coffin who have already had to go might be called upon again nevertheless chayovim those people are chayov so there's a difference between if you haven't had a go yet or you've had a go and you might have another go right in other words if you've had a go already and you might have another go you're not potter you're chayov right and Rashi explains why you chayov Rashi says, even though they, they might be needed, they've got to say their creation, etc. Since they've already carried the mace, they've done their mitzvah already with the mace. That's a bit hard to understand. Because even if they've done the mitzvah, but if they're going to carry it again, they should be potter then. Oh, so the Mephoshim explained that since since they already had a chance to carry the coffin, now they're no longer so preoccupied with the mitzvah. In other words, the ones who are standing in front and they haven't carried it yet, they're sort of eagerly awaiting for it to happen. That's called Torah the mitzvah. They're preoccupied with the mitzvah. Therefore, they're waiting for it to come. They are potter. But the ones who are behind who have already had to go, even if they are still needed afterwards to carry it, but since they've already had a go, they are not considered as preoccupied as those who haven't had a go, and therefore they're chayev. Right? So there's a difference between in front and behind. Titus says, look, this all doesn't really make sense. If you're needed, you're potter. If you're not needed, you're chayev. It's as simple as that. It doesn't matter whether you're in the front, in the back, etc., etc. Okay, now, ve'elu, ve'elu, both of that means both the ones who are needed and those who are not needed are potter from Tzfilah because Rashi explains Tzfilah is only Drabonon and since Tzfilah is only Drabonon therefore even somebody who is not needed but is just there to accompany the mace is potter from Tzfilah because at the end of the day it's still a case of Osama Mitzvah potter from Mitzvah you're busy with the Mitzvah you don't have to do another Mitzvah when it comes to Kriya Shema that answers your point what we said before when it comes to Kriya Shema you've got to see what the situation is when it comes to Tzvila which is only to run on anybody even if they're not needed even if they're just accompanying the mace they're potter it's also a lot longer sorry? it's a lot longer to say Yes, Shvanesra is a lot longer. Although there's an argument in the Gemara later on whether we say a shortened, abridged version of the Shvanesra or we say a long version, but you're quite right. Now, Kovaris are made for After they have buried the dead, and then they're, go- they're coming back from the grave to the Shura. Now, the Shura, you know, we have in Elena, if we have to go to uh, Leviah, we go back to the, uh, to, to the aisle, and there you make a Shura, you make a line. Two lines and the the most part, the nifter part, the 
the oval passes in between, you say, I'm mocking Menachem Eschem, etc. Some people, I think, have got the uh, minig even to make a shura near the caver. But whatever it is, you make a shura. So now we, what we say is like this. If the people who have not said Kriyashima are able to say Kriyashima when they leave the grave until the time where they come to the Shura, they should say it. The Imlav, sorry, Yaschilu, they should begin. The Imlav, if not so, Layaschilu, they should begin. If they know that the time from the grave to the Shura will only take five seconds, then they should start. Now, the, the final thing in the Mishnah is as follows. So, I'm in Bashura. When you're actually standing in the row, right, then it's as follows. You've got, sometimes you've got inner rows and outer rows, because there's a lot of people, so you can only have one lot standing as an inner row in, in between which the oval passes, but then you've got row two and row three if there's a lot of people. So what the Missioner says is, the ones who are right, the inside ones, and other ones, the ones who are next to the oval, they're potter, because they actually have to say, and so on. The outer ones, they have to say, Shema. The point being, because once they're standing further back, right, they can't speak to the Avedim in any case, and therefore there's no reason to exempt them from Krishna. Yes, you you can do, but here we're talking about a case where a person hasn't said Krishna yet. Yes. You see, it's not a normal situation. When we go to to, to the what do you call it? We never go like for, at the crack of dawn no. sort of thing. We've all said Shema, yeah. but we're talking about an unusual case here of one hasn't yet said Krishna and time is running out. Time is running out. So therefore, the people in the back have still got to say it. Let's just do a little bit of the um, of the Gemara. So there's a Gemara like this. Mutla form of N. Yeah, yeah, no, that's in brackets. That's in brackets. And that, that, that is a post that appears in the Mishnah on Kaf. So the, the Giz is not to, not to include that. Can you see? Is it, is it in brackets in yeah, your? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a Gemara. Mutla form of N. Loi mutla form of Loi. Our Mishnah says that mutla form of, Mason mutla form of, mutla form of means is lying in front of you. So, when the body of the mace of your relative is lying in front of you, then you're exempt from Krishna. Mashma implies that it's not lying in front of you, you're not. So, if, for example, Rashi explains, if the mace is in one house and you're in another house, according to what we've learned, Misha Mesa Mutalafonov, you should be high of Krishna, because it's not lying in front of you. Very minute. But we've got a bracer which seems to imply the following. Misha Mesa Mutalafonov, if you've got a mace in fr- lying in front of you, you should eat in another house. Rashi says, you're mocking, it's, it's not the, the, the correct behavior to eat in front of the mace. Especially as a mace can't eat, it's as if you're mocking the mace. Are you allowed to leave the mace by yourself? No, no, but if you want to eat, if you yeah, say, well, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and no, if you want to eat, let's say, for example, there's other people who, who are doing shmirah for the, for the maize, yeah. but you decide you want to eat, don't eat in front of the maize. Go into another house and eat. If he hasn't got another house of his own, then he should go to his friend's house. If he doesn't have a friend's house, 
he can make a machitza between him and the mace and then eat. The main la double as machitza, what happens if he's got nothing to do with machitza with? Then machitza upon just turn his face and he can eat then. Don't eat in di- direct, you know, literally opposite the mace. And also various other things. He cannot eat while reclining, as they used to do in those days. Again, it's not called a mace. He can't eat meat, which is one of the differences between an onion and an oval. An oval can eat uh, meat and wine, whereas an onion cannot. He doesn't say the brocha before, Rashi says before, for example. He doesn't say nor do other people say a brocha on his behalf. He can't be invited to participate in Mazunan. Or potter mekriyshima minatfila minatfilin and mekol mitzvah moris batayra. Right now, that is the the din on a weekday, right? Because on a weekday he's preoccupied with the funeral, with the mit with the mitzvah of kavura. With shabbos on shabbos you can't do it. A mace is muksa on shabbos, right? In fact, yeah, on shabbos if you come, if let's say for example a mace dies on a bed, normally what you do is you take the mace off the bed and you put it on the floor, but on Shabbos you don't on Shabbos the mace is muksa. But so you can't do any case, you certainly can't do a funeral on Shabbos, so with Shabbos mace on Shabbos since the burial can't take place in any case, you can recline while eating he can uh, eat meat and drink wine and he can say the brochel he can say he can have others recite the bracha for him as well if he wants he can be invited to participate in in Mazuman he's got to keep everything in other words on the yeah the onion yeah but on Shabbos we're talking yeah. about during the week he's, he's busy with uh, what's the name but on, you know and this is also halacha I remember um Robert Feldman once passed on the Shala for what was the name of the fellow who was a tall fellow sat in the front Kisharon Bentley Bentley oh very good yeah Bentley asked his sister had passed away and for some reason there was nothing they could do about it I think it might have been a bank holiday or something like that so he said it, Robert Feldman passed it for him he should come to shul in other words the whole idea of an island not is potter is because he's torrid bemitzah of the funeral and all the things that go with it and you've got to get the green card and you've got to get the uh, paperwork and the death certificate and all that that all goes into it but if on Shabbos you can't do any of that you're potter and likewise similarly for example if a person goes to another country say a person's somebody who's been nifted in another country and you're flying there then again a shala is when you're on the plane there's nothing that you can do for the mace so that's not called Torah Mitzvah. I mean, I'm not pascaling here because every situation is different, right? But I've heard it pascaling that for a person who's on a plane, he has to say all the brochas, etc., because he's not Torah Mitzvah. So he's suspended. Only the only mistake is suspended. Exactly, suspended, yeah.
you said before, why can't he eat in front of Meg? Isn't the mace calm eats? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, so yeah, it's like Laroche. Yeah, so what about Shabbos? What's his, I mean, it, yeah, what's the difference? He's still, he's still embarrassing the mace. He said he can eat wine, he can eat this. Yeah, yeah. No, Uncle Boss and Shosha Yayin, that's not in front of the mace. That's not in front of the mace. Uncle Boss and Shosha Yayin means that you can eat. Because Uncle Boss and Shosha Yayin is a sort of a Vedas. It's not a where does it say that? Uh, of a Shabbos Mesa. Go back a bit. Yeah. Says, he can recline while eating. Yeah. No, but no, 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 no. There's two separate things. One thing is about eating in front of him, and the other thing is even if you're not in front of the mace, you should not sit down and uh, you shouldn't lie down and uh, eat because you should be busy. You should be torrid with the mitzvah, and not sort of if you're lying down as if you're concentrating on your food. He's even not in front of the mace. So here, but we're saying, but on Shabbos, when you're not sorry but midst of the mace, then also, then, then, if it's not in front of the mace, then you can, like, I mean, you're not supposed to eat in any case. Pardon? But if he is in front of the mace on Shabbos? Yes. Then he he can't eat. No, No, he can't eat in front of the mace in any case. Because that's like LaRoche. Yes. But we're saying the other things which are, which are, which he, which he, can't do on during the week because it's torah for mitzvah on Shabbos he can do so for example on Shabbos he's massive right he can recline while eating we're not talking about eating in front of the mace you can't eat in front of the mace it means he's in another room but what we're saying is during the weekday he shouldn't even recline not in front of the mace because it's, he should be busy instead of, sort of lounging down and taking a long time over his meal. He should be busy with uh, with, with the leviathan, etc. If he wears the sitters out, do they have to wear the? Oh, leviathan? we're coming to that. We're coming to that in a minute, right? I don't know whether we'll hit it tonight, but we're coming to that. So, um, right. So we said the chayv b'cholam mitzvah samuras b'torah. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says the mitoshin is chayv b'elun is chayv b'kolon. As he's obligated in these mitzvahs on Shabbos, so he's obligated as well in all mitzvahs. Now, it's a bit of enigmatic, enigmatic comment. What does it mean? What's he saying differently to what the Chachamah said? They both agree that on Shabbos, Yochai B'chol mitzvahs. So therefore the Gemara says, I'm Rabbi Yochan, my benai. What's the difference between the time of Kam and Rabbi Shimon Gamliel? They all agree that on Shabbos, you've got to, you, you've got to take all the mitzvahs. So what does it mean? Tashmishamitta where you can have marital relations on Friday night, right? That is the difference between the Tanakama um, and the Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. In other words, the Tanakama says although he's allowed to have all these allowed to do all these other mitzvahs on Shabbos, he can bench, he can do all, all, all the things, or make the brochas and so on and so on Shabbos, but private marital relations he shouldn't do. Whereas Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says he can. So, but now we come back to the main question. Katonimirs, however, we've learned, Now, we're saying, what does our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah says that Misha Mesa Mutalafonov, if you've got a mace in front of you, then you're potter from all these things. This case here, what was the first case? Misha Mesa Mutalafonov, Eichobabayas Acha. And then it carries on. And your potter says even if you're in another house, you're potter from all these things. 
So the Bryasa implies that even if you're in another house, you're potter from all the mitzvahs. Whereas the Mishnah implies it's only if the mace is muttal of fonov, which is in front of you. So it's a steerer between the Bryasa and the Mishnah. Our initial thinking was that all the different cases, namely if you're eating in another house, you're eating base chavera, or you've got a machitza in front of you, all those things, you're possible to create out of it. So the Gemara says, no, we're only talking about the case where literally he's sitting in front of the mace and he turns his head, such a person, he is potter but he doesn't have to do the mitzvahs but anyone else if you're in another house you do have to so it fits in very well with the brysa that's the first answer but, um, but uh, Vashi Omar of Vashi gives another answer he says like this as long as he is responsible to bury the mace it's as if it lies before him in other words, Misha doesn't mean that the mace has to be physically in front of him. It means he has a responsibility to deal with a burial. And therefore, mm-hmm. And therefore, that answers a question. It, the Brysa tells us that, what even if he's in a bias, he's possibly in Kala Mitzvah. And that doesn't contradict Misha Mesa Mutalafonov, because Misha Mesa Mutalafonov doesn't mean that the mace has to be literally in front of him. It means you have the responsibility to deal with all the burial matters. So therefore, and even if you're in a bias, you still have the responsibility. So it fits very well. And now the Gemara brings a proof, this is just the last bit here, the Gemara brings a proof that even if the body is not in front of you, it's considered Kamisha Mutalafonov. Shenem, as it says, with, when Avram went to bury Sorah, Avram got up from the presence of the dead. In other words, he walked away. Venem, and it says in the very next Mutalafonov, I bury my dead in front of me. Right? Now, it wasn't in front of her because it says the positive of Yokom Avraham so he went away from the mace. So it shows that he'd already left and, and it still describes it as Mulfonai before me. So therefore it proves that Kolzman Shemutl of Lakovrai Kemutl of Domi. As long as you, Avraham, had the responsibility to bury Sora, he still considered it Lafonai, it's in front of me. Backing up what we've just said, or what Ravashi, what Rapopa said, that when we say Misha makes a mutl of it doesn't mean that the mace literally has to be in front of you. It means that the responsibility of burying the mace is on you, and therefore you are potter, even if you happen to be in another house. Alright, I'll leave it there.